1: Raiders Chip Walters joining us
0: AP Tennessee Sports editor three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer she covers the Titans the Predators the Grizzlies college football and hoops please make welcome Teresa Walker high school sports is what we do but it's not all we do don't forget about top five Tuesday and wild and wacky Wednesday
1: be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on southern middle Tennessee sports today 1017 WKOM
0: Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Let's bring in uh, Chip Walters. I almost said Chip Kelly again as I'm reading the law office of Blake Kelly. And uh, Chip and Kelly, it all just runs together. Chip Chip Kelly would be a pretty good (laughs) guest. He would be a great guest. Uh, He's brought to you by the law office of Blake Kelly. Again, he is... Covering the middle Tennessee state area in accident and injury law, visit him on Facebook or Instagram or give him a call, 615 305 4539. Chip Walters on the line, and we'll just talk a little bit about what we were talking about amongst ourselves. Chip, <laughs> um, big yeah. news out of Murfreesboro as the uh, the Blue Raiders have hired an offensive coordinator and um. Uh, We'll get to the we'll get to the juicy part after this, but let's talk a little bit about Brent Dearman. <laughs>
2: well, uh, and and hope, hope uh, we're all uh, in in here together in in the room uh, one way or the other. But yeah, uh, they announced Brent Dearman hiring over the weekend, and um, he uh, has a background uh, with he has he's kind of kind of sorta of in the Gus Malzahn tree. Uh, spent a couple of years at Auburn. Uh, when they uh, when they had the, the really good teams, including the, he was uh, he was on the sidelines for the kick six. He was part of the staff for that, and uh, and the and the I guess it was the year before where they had those two incredible game ending uh, catches. But but Brett uh, played. He's from South Alabama, down around Mobile. He's Pritchard, Saraland, somewhere right in there. But he uh, he played uh, he played college football at. At uh, Bethel College, over in McKenzie, Tennessee, and uh, eventually, uh, after uh, serving as an analyst for for Malzahn, uh, ended up uh, as an offensive coordinator at Arkansas Tech, who has one of the great nicknames in all of college sports. They're the Wonder Boys. The Wonder Boys. <laughs> the Wonder Boys, and uh, and uh, they under Brent Deerman in two in two years they up their rushing output by 360%. And he is a, a big study on the RPO offense. As a matter of fact, he's written a book about it called The Evolution of the RPO Offense. And so, anyway, he, he went to Arkansas Tech and then uh, was at went to Bethel for one year as head coach. They went 10-0, and averaged 55 points a game, Averaged over about 540 yards per game, and uh, were ranked number three in the nation in the NAI and uh, and, and 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 really gained a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of uh, attention. Uh, Les Miles hired him uh, as an analyst as an offensive consultant in his first year, uh, and halfway through that first year, they, Les Kinnig, who was the offensive coordinator at Kansas. Uh, was relieved of his duties and they installed uh, Brent Beerman into that position and uh, and so he was there for the last two years at Kansas and, uh, and uh, you know I've got a couple of friends that work at KU and cannot say enough good things about him and and uh, how much you know the players really react and uh, to him in a in, in a positive manner but the thing about brent when you hear the rpo offense the first thing you think of oh he, he's going to throw it all the time well in his in his uh, thoughts on the rpo uh, he, there's a reason that the r is first he likes to run the football and uh, in, in a especially in a position where you in a rpo type situation where you have the defense a little bit on their heels uh, and, and and really likes doing that. So, haven't had a chance to meet him in person. I will see him. If I don't see him before, then I'll see him on Wednesday night. Uh, we're doing a signing day show on ESPN three, which uh, at six o'clock, you're invite everybody to come uh, join us. We'll have Coach Stock, Coach Dearman, uh, young Coach Stocks so will also be there. A couple of uh, signees will be on the show with us, and we'll go through the whole uh, the whole all the signee list and. Uh, also, to go through the the new the schedule that was also released over the weekend. So, um, so it's going to be a it's going to be a busy show on Wednesday night. Chip,
1: I'm really excited to hear about Brent Deerman coming hey. in. Like you said, real
0: quick. The, uh, Brent Deerman was also the quarterback of the Tennessee Valley Vipers in two thousand eight when they won an Arena Cup championship. But he was not the quarterback of the team that day. Just you know, tidbits of information from well, the hey, AF you know,
2: two. That, that's, there's, there's the thing. Yeah, there's the thing that, that he and, and uh, my analyst West Counts have in common. They both have been the quarterback of the Tennessee Valley Vipers.
0: Wow, look at there. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Mo. Just I to had, find
2: had to throw Six my degrees AS2 of separation in. of West Counts, right?
1: Chip, I, I know that when Tony Franklin left, there was con- some concern about the run game being so QB dependent. How does brent's arrival Brent Deerman's arrival address that?
2: Well, you know I'm out outside of his arrival, I think the dynamic of the roster itself will will lend itself to what you're talking about. Number one, Asher O'Hara entered the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is my understanding that the two running backs that opted out in August, uh, the one from Florida state, the one from West Virginia are both back ready to go. So, you know, you, and you will have a pro style quarterback, it appears, uh, with the, uh, young man who has committed, uh, to try out of the transfer portal from NC state. So uh, I just think the dynamic of the roster is good. Yes. Uh, uh, and I just think the dynamic of the roster is going to lend itself to that. Plus, okay. you know, I, I think obviously he will put in, uh, more of an emphasis on it uh, of, of, of a more traditional run game. Uh, you know, and, and hopefully you have more. You, you've got the the folks who back there who can who can handle that and uh, and take the pressure off the quarterback. But you know, with that being said, Coach Stockstill has made it clear he wanted more. Of uh, of a uh, the vertical passing game, getting it downfield, and I think uh, Bailey Hockman has the arm to do that. And uh, and you know he started eight games last year for NC State, and so he's got some experience against good competition, and uh, he'll need that with the with the upcoming schedule for sure.
0: Speaking of Tony Franklin. Uh, did you happen to hear his interview on, uh, Paul Feinbaum last week?
2: Uh, yes, yeah, I did.
0: <laughs> Any thoughts? <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs>
2: Not really. Uh, uh, you know. A little, a little wild, and, but. Yeah. And, but, you know, that, that's, you know, the, I know the university has, you know, they did their own investigation on it. Uh, because that was the first stop I think, and found that there was there was nothing. You know, was it perf? Was you know, everything followed a hundred percent all of the time, and I don't think you could find anybody in the country with that. But they found that there was no willful misconduct uh, within the football program at all to follow the protocol. So, you know, I, I it's it, it's unfortunate that you know sometimes. You know, parting ways can get a little messy, and unfortunately, that one has a little bit. And and uh, and you know, I'm just I'm hoping that you know, with the uh, every, like I said, everything I hear about Brett Deerman, he he will come in with a load of positive energy, and and uh, that they can kind of pick up and move move on from right there.
1: You know, I was having a conversation over the weekend about another um, assistant coach, and the phrase was some people tend to not leave very well. And I think that's, and I know, Chip, that you don't want to get any more into this than just across the top. But that seems to be the case to some degree with Tony Franklin in his history, does it not?
2: Well, I mean, I think you just, if you go back and look, uh, I mean, after he left Kentucky, he wrote a book. It was, uh, you know, there was a midseason. Uh, and these are just facts uh, at mm-hmm. Auburn, um, and um, and and here in the, in this situation, which is unfortunate, um, and uh, so you know, I, I think you know, they're looking the, the football program. I know is looking to move on to mm-hmm. uh, new things and and all that, and 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 hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully this has run its run its course.
1: Hopefully. Yeah. We're speaking with Chip Walters um, on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline. He is presented by the law offices of Blake Kelly, who specializes in accident and injury law. You can find Blake on Facebook. You can find him on Instagram or you can give him a call at 615-405. I'm sorry, 305-4539. That's 615 three zero five four five three nine chip as chris alluded to the um 20 2021 football schedule was recently released um a couple of highlights you open on labor day weekend against monmouth which i'm not sure on you had football but um september the 11th I I they,
2: I, the only reason i think I, I knew that is because they they're an independent but they played several uh at least a couple of conference USA teams over the last couple of years, they've played the Florida schools and 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 maybe Old Dominion that kind of thing. But yeah, that 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 uh, that that you know, I didn't see that one coming. But hey, that's going to be the home opener, and hopefully <laughs> everything's going to be wide open at that point. And we can have a have a great crowd,
1: and we uh, can get the beer garden up and running again.
2: Right there, you go. Well, I, I know I know I, there's uh, of us three. I know that I have seen one of us three in the beer garden before, but I happen to be using my binoculars to look down there and and, and see who that person was.
1: Visual documentation, huh?
2: Wow. There you go. Um, and
1: again, okay. again, September 11th at Virginia Tech. Um, Liberty matchup over at Lynchburg on October 9th and then an off week, and then UConn. No, no, no. And then you go to UConn. Goodness. Um,
2: seven road, road, seven road games, five home games this year.
1: Wow. Okay.
2: You know, are, I, I, are just, I look at five? that September, you know. you I look at September, and here you go. You I mean, you got Monmouth at home. Then you have to go to Virginia Tech. You go to San Antonio, and you go to Charlotte all in September. And then – for, uh, for your efforts, you get to come home for Marshall. There you go. And then turn around and go Who to Liberty. the schedule yeah. out? No. I'm not, I, <laughs> I, I, then you I get can, an off week after Liberty, it was, though. It was not, yeah, we got an open date after Liberty and then go to UConn. We were going to go to UConn late November of last year, uh, and that game got canceled very early. But I, I think, you know, from a, a weather standpoint, late October may be a little more, um, a little more palatable than late November in stores. It's
1: hmm. a good point. That's a good point. Um, following that game at stores, you come home. Got Southern Miss on the thirtieth. Got a hundred miles of hate in Bowling Green on November sixth. Then finish up with back-to-back home games against. Well, no, not finish up but you've got back to back home games against Florida International ODU and then at Florida Atlantic.
2: So, yeah, late November so all of the home better games to, are to be are in Boca than in Connecticut.
1: <laughs> yeah. You you and your geography, that's that's right home point there. Um, so all of your home games are conference games except for Monmouth then. So there's no that's, no quote big time game coming in here then next year.
2: Well, you know, it was it was supposed to have been Virginia Tech last year and mm. and, uh, and and hopefully that, you know, with everything that got jumbled around, uh, you know, I'm hoping that that means that here pretty soon after that, you're going to get, you know, return games from Liberty and uh, and Virginia Tech and UConn in there somewhere over the next uh, two or three years after that. I'd like to think so. So, so yeah, I don't, I, haven't, I don't, I haven't seen that, but that's that's just uh, the hopeful thought. Mm-hmm.
0: So this is Monmouth University, right? Because there is a Monmouth College. I'm just making sure I know what we're talking about here.
2: The Monmouth Hawks out of New Jersey. Okay.
0: Okay. Who, by the way, play in the Big South Conference? Um, yes, they Jersey.
2: do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the South is pretty big according to them. Um, so this is interesting because they will actually play a spring schedule and then turn around right. and play you guys in that season opener.
2: Yep, that's what we were looking at the other day. And it's like, okay, uh, our, our coaching staff will have four games uh, hmm. of Monmouth uh, playing this spring to, to look at, you know, heading in, heading into the fall. So I thought that's kind of interesting.
0: It, it's, it's very, and,
1: very odd. It's
0: very
2: yeah. odd.
1: Now, now, I mean, you're going to have graduations or whatever between this spring schedule and this fall schedule, though, right? I mean, it's not the same uh, roster.
2: Correct. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, yeah, you're you're right. I think, you know, uh, whoever you see in spring ball here is, you know, kind of what you're going to have. You'll, have, you'll have, obviously have some guys coming in, but it'll be interesting to see, you know, how many are – how many will Monmouth lose after their spring season and uh, you know, how, how will it stack up? But hopefully you at least get an idea on what they do and Mm -hmm. that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. 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 It's,
0: it's bizarre. (laughs) This whole thing is just wild. I, I'm sitting here thinking like, you know, we're, we're watching, we're, we're watching this particularly just trying to, to piece together what is, what is fall football going to look like after we have spring football and what players are going to opt to come back, what players are going to opt to, you know, not to come back, et cetera. It just at the, at that level, at the FCS level,
1: I mean, you can, you
0: you can legitimately have everybody.
1: When you get into worst case scenarios, I mean, injuries that would typically take an off season to recover from all of a sudden you've got somebody who had you played fall ball would have been back for the following fall May not be back for fall when they incur that injury this spring.
2: In, yep. And I, and I think you look at there are, you know, a few schools that, like Eastern Kentucky, play to fall schedule. They're not going to play in the spring. As a matter of fact, they're leaving, you know, they're leaving the OVC anyway. They, uh, they and in, uh, in Jacksonville State. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think that might have been part of their. Part of their thinking as well, because you, you, your recovery period uh, is not going to be very long for for kids who, like you said, who do get injuries.
1: Yeah, um, Chip, as you mentioned, uh, I'm I'm sure you're aware that that Chris is a Jacksonville State graduate. Go Gamecocks!
2: Uh, there we go. Uh, the the uh, and, and Greg Sykes, the AD, is a good friend of mine down there. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's a fun place to go to. I like I like Greg. Is every –
1: we're hoping to have Greg on. Is He's tomorrow, scheduled Chris? tomorrow. He's scheduled for tomorrow. We we tried to well, get him Greg, when, uh, Friday. We we tried to have him on Friday, and he texted Chris back. I, I can't do Friday. Well, Friday was when the Sun <laughs> held their press conference, so he was a little tied up.
0: You know, I'm interested because this is um this basketball season has been pretty tough uh, over there. By the way, Chip, and, and I'm curious. You know, we I'm not even sure. Did we talk about? Did, did we were we on the air when we were talking about your perch? <laughs>
2: I don't know if we were no, or not. No, no, we weren't. No, we weren't. But uh, I know we got to wrap things up here in a minute. But yeah, okay. uh, uh, had, had to had, at UAB yesterday. Uh, I was my my broadcast position was up in was about. What 15, 20 rows up uh, in the end zone, which uh, you know, it, uh, you know, at first thought you know, oh my gosh, what, you know how's that? But it actually was it wasn't bad and and uh, so middle uh, on, the, on the on the women's side uh, ended up sweeping UAB over the weekend and one game in overtime, one win by twenty five. So there you go, the wild swings that took place. <laughs> the men's side spookily and eerily enough, Middle had leads at halftime in both games. On Thursday night led by ten with ten minutes to go. Uh, yesterday led by nine with fifteen minutes to go. And Middle was without three guards in both games. Donovan Sims, Jalen Jordan, and Eli Lawrence, all three were out for both games and 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 kind of ran out of gas about halfway through the third or second half. And UAB ended up winning both games by almost identical scores, but uh, by by 11 points in both both games. So, you know, over the past two weeks, you've had – on the men's side, you've played the two – by looking at the standings, the two best teams in the league, and you had leads in three of the four games and nothing really to show for it. So, you know, that's part of Coach McDevitt's uh, endeavor this week is to keep everything moving in the right direction – because now you get a little bit more uh, manageable in the schedule with Charlotte coming in, and uh, then you turn around and go to Marshall next week. But, but uh, I mean, you've had to face two elite seven-foot centers the last two weeks and, uh, and actually played them both fairly decently, especially uh, UAB center. But, uh, you know, this week men are back home, women hit the road. For Friday, Saturday, uh, back to the, the the back-to-back games this week.
1: Anastasia Hayes averages thirty-eight point five points in the two UAB victories. Is she Kusa player she's of the week back yet leading again? Leading the
2: nation in scoring, she's back leading the nation in scoring. I think.
1: How many How many conference players of the week has she won?
2: Three. Well, I hadn't seen it come out yet, but four so far.
0: Enough to be player of the year so years. far. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lock
2: it up. <laughs> at,
1: at what point?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I moved at the nomination seat.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Chip, thanks so much, man. We appreciate your time. I know it was a little, a, a little tricky getting us on this morning, but we got, we got there. We got it done. We appreciate it uh, as always. On Monday, you are a treat.
2: Well, see you next week, boys, and y'all have a good week. And like I said, tell Greg hello tomorrow. We'll do it.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, right. sir. That that is Chip Walters, brought to you each week by the law office of Blake Kelly. Give him a call six one five three zero five four five three nine, or find him on Facebook and Instagram. He is covering the Middle Tennessee area in accident and injury law.